We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. TJ Lang is with us. We're from Dan Campbell coming up around 935. Do want to get to some uh, ticket texts that we got before TJ came on. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. We had a caller saying the Lions are going to go to the Super Bowl. And we had another caller saying that he's a Lion fan, but he wants... Uh, the Rod- Rodgers to defeat the Lions in Lambeau because he likes Aaron Rodgers. Anyway, here we Wait, go. What? He, yeah. said, he, he, he said he was uh, a Lions fan? Yes. <laughs> Bizarre. Uh, okay. The Lions defense looks so completely horrible this last weekend and appeared to be a schematic situation, almost as if the Panthers figured out their defense and we didn't adjust properly. Uh, we'll get to TJ has his reasons for that coming up in a second. Aaron Glenn is no match for Aaron Rodgers uh, in Lambeau especially. He said, uh, this reminds me of Stafford's years, once shut out in Carolina by an ex-XFL quarterback. Another year had to win one of three last games again in the playoffs and lose all three with Packers again last game. Lions are dead, SOL alive and kicking. And Justin says, you cannot be a Lion fan and love Aaron Rodgers. True Lion fans want to see the Packers go 0-17 every year. Now for TJ, are you rooting for Aaron? Like you obviously played with him. I mean, if you if I had to pick like the last game, I want the Lions to win. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. But do I root for Aaron Rodgers? You know, if we're completely out of it and he's got a chance, like, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm not against it, but at the same time, like, I want I'm I'm I want the Lions success right. first. Packers have had all their success. Yes. <laughs> had three straight years of thirteen you grew and three up here. You're and a Super Lions Bowl fan. and NFC Championship. It's just like it's our turn now. I want a little bit of you know so, want some of that over here. What do you think though about Rodgers is handling this completely different than nearly any athlete would over the last three weeks in terms of after every game he is laying out the scenarios like in his post game interviews like on at, on Christmas Day in his post game he said well we got two dome teams coming up here. Kind of just talking, filtering a little smack <laughs> while, you know, and he has yeah. said, you know, he said the week before, well, we're going to, you know, warm Miami. Well, it wasn't that warm, but it was still warmer. But he, um, he's, he's been he, talking, he's yes. been owning it. And he's kind yeah. of trying to like will him, not only himself, but his team into thinking, yes, this can still happen. It's like, yeah. How would you That's, take that if you're versus the typical, oh, we're playing for next week, we're ro- the robotic answer? I think it was, you know, as a player, I think with Aaron, he was always kind of the, the calming factor, you know, like we had the year 2016, we started four and six and that was the famous relax. Right. And we went on and won every game and we end up losing the NFC championship game. But there's as a player there, you can, there's two ways you can go. You can either uh, put all the pressure on yourself and say, my God, we got to win these last two if we want to get in. Or, you know, if you're a guy like Aaron Rodgers, it's like, yeah, you never know. I mean, hey, we're going to play our game. If it happens, great. You know what I mean? Like, he's always kind of that flip side that I think – but it's contagious in the locker room because then it starts getting guys to think the same way that he does. Well, now if he's out there believe. panicking and freaking – right. And that's yep. that might be a better strategy, right? I mean, see, it's worked for him in the past. You guys see Jair Alexander's post-game interview? What did yeah. he say? It was just awesome. Just the way you just saw how happy he was. and you, But the confidence, you can see – It's a real thing. Uh, yeah, you know, the way they stole that game with the three picks against yeah. two. It's like – Man, if the Lions can go up there and beat that, yeah, like that would be that's an SOL exorcism. Well, that's something like I think Campbell was kind of alluding to. Even you know when I talked to him after the game, he's like, "We could be looking back, you know, 
how are we going to turn this into a positive, right? We could be looking back a couple weeks from now and be grateful that we just got our ass right. kicked, you know, because that turned, you know, that, hey, man, that really turned it on, you know, that, that, that's where, you know, things started to turn for us. Um, but no, I'm with you. I think, you know, with Aaron, he just has that certain demeanor that is always, instead of putting too much pressure or making things too big, it's always the opposite. It's always, you know, hey, let's just see what happens. See, know, from go a out, Lions go out fan, there, have fun, play the game, and, and see what happens. As a Lions fan, you know, Sunday I think it was a bad day for football. I'm sorry. <laughs> Christmas think, was fun, but the Packers winning, it was like, oh, here we go. And then the Rams. Rams. The Rams is just like, my God, come I on. <laughs> you might need the Rams, though. <laughs> you might need the Rams to beat Seattle. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. We'll, yeah. see. we'll see what happens. Uh, the, de- the defense, uh, first two plays of the game, they just gash him for like 60 yards total. Uh, you know that the, the numbers were ridiculous. It seems so, I don't know, easy for us to sit here and say, well, just put 7-8 in the box. You know that's all Carolina does. Make Sam Darnold beat you. Yeah. And they didn't. Was it schematic or was it just players not producing? Oh, they tried. I mean, they tried earlier in that game. You could see probably on the second series, um, eight, nine guys in the box. And guys just not making plays. I mean, when I look at the film, I didn't see anything really schematically that was like, what are they doing? Why are you doing that? It was just... No, defensive line wasn't getting off blocks. I thought the linebackers, I thought the second-level players uh, had a very, very poor game. I thought that they were running themselves into blocks. They were running themselves out of plays. It was almost uh, reverting back to you know the first you know, seven weeks where it was hero ball, where every play, I got to make every play instead of trusting your teammates. No, I'm going to hold my gap. You know, I'm going to, hey, if it cuts it back, I'm going to take it. There was just way too much. Uh, uh, everybody trying to do it themselves. And I thought that they got bullied. I did. I mean, it, 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 Carolina set the tone early that, you know, they were pushing them, pushing them around. And even after the whistle, giving the extra shoves, you know what I mean? Just to get in their head a little bit. And I thought that that affected them. And I thought that they missed Deshaun Elliott. I think that he has been really, really underrated the last couple months. Right. As, Since far, he got as, as far as run support. I mean, he's been consistently at the top of the list, uh, you know, when it comes to tackling. Um, I just didn't think that Melifonwu and and Joseph had the same impact. And look, I thought that you don't need. To, I don't mean to pile on, but Jeff Okuda that was a completely uncharacteristic game from him. That's he why he usually, got benched. He usually in the run game, it's read, react, downhill, boom, make a tackle. He, he just looked lost. He was playing way too deep, even on the first touchdown, the little pitch option. I mean, you know, he's playing almost in the end zone. And okay, at some point, you read, run, you come up in support, and he just never does. And it's like. I don't know what's going on, man. This is weird. Like, they're doing things that they – you thought that they got rid of, mm-hmm. right, back yep. in November. Like, why are these still showing up? And it, that, to me, uh, was a concern. But I thought that – look, I think the the second the, – the defensive line wasn't great. But I thought the second-level defense was bad. Now, Carolina runs the ball 43 times. You know, your two middle linebackers have 10 total tackles. Like, that's just not good. You know what I mean? That's it's just – That's right. not good. Anytime no, you're, you're your two safety – No, Fabio was your two safety – Yeah, and Kirby Joseph was second, and Jeff Okuda was third with six. But you know you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're getting up to the third level every single run, that's really, really bad. Well, we like, talk, It's really bad. We talk like yards – after contact, this was yards before oh contact. There's nobody touching them. It's like thanks, it's like you're hoping that you know Joseph on three or four of them. You're like, I hope he makes the tackle because that guy's gone. I mean, he's going. They're going 25 yards untouched. It's just, I, it just it, it, they had a lot of bad habits early in the season. I thought they got rid of them, but unfortunately, they showed up again, and it, it and it showed. I mean, they just they got whooped. I use the word relapse. 
kind of felt like they relapsed. Like they've been, we thought we were past this, ahead of this. They had made these adjustments and yeah. corrections. TJ, two more games, guaranteed. Do you think that's like a sign of concern for these next two? We know Chicago can run. We know Green Bay wants to run. Or do you feel like that, that's one game? It's not going to be a harbinger of things to come. I'm leaning more towards. I believe they're going to get it fixed only because what we saw the previous seven games, I felt like that's who they are, right? And and like we said, every team is going to have a, a bad day at the right. office. Every team's going to have a stinker. Um, where I think this team is different is I think they can recover from that, right? I think they can rebound from that. I think that they've shown uh, the last eight games that, you know, they're a team that mental mental toughness, right? That's a big thing. How can you respond after something bad happens to you? Now, you didn't do it in the game Sunday or Saturday, but how are you going to do it this week? And for the majority of the past, you know, after the Buffalo game, I think that was a situation, oh, we lost another close, heartbreaking game. Right. That's where we've seen in the past, oh, it leads into two, leads into three, leads into four, right? It didn't. They turned around, they went back to work, they got it fixed. So that gives me hope that, you know, what this game was the anomaly – out of the last eight. Well, this the is, this is, that's not who they are. Well, the opposites happen. They lose one, and then they win three in a row. And then they lose one, and then they win another three in a row. Exactly. So that, if anything, right. it's been the opposite. It hasn't been a sulking yeah. and a piling on. It's yeah. like it, it kind of jolts think that's them why, up. And I don't think that's by accident. No. I, I, do, I, I do think that's who they are. Um, we talked about Jamison Williams uh, with, with Dan Campbell as well. Do you think there's a problem here? Do you think he's just he doesn't know the plays, Does it, whatever? Why, why are they using him so infrequently? Yeah, I don't know. I mean... Uh, I really don't. I it just like you could give the guy a you know a jet sweep that's tunnel screen. pretty easy or yeah a little tunnel screen or just a quick pass get the ball in his hands you know and just hey let's see what he's got you know um, I don't I don't know what the issue is there I maybe there's a weird dynamic sometimes between quarterbacks and receivers that look at the. the Goff just has better chemistry with Amon Ross St. Brown. He's got right. better chemistry with Chark and Reynolds and and Khalif Raymond. You know what I mean? Like, do, do you want to throw a, a another piece in there and potentially throw that chemistry off? You know, like those are concerns uh, from from a player and from a coaching standpoint. But you know, from our standpoint, it's like, I mean, we get that. You don't. We're not asking you to give him 15, 20 targets mm-hmm. a game, but. Can you get the ball in his hands a little bit? You know, yeah. like just a couple plays. Hey, maybe early in the game we're going to run a jet sweep, and then we're going to motion the rest of the game off of that. And there's so many other things you can do. I just don't know if there's a trust issue going right now. I don't know if that the coaches just had a plan, and hey, we're going to each week we're going to give him a couple more uh, routes, we're going to a couple more plays, we're going to bring him in slow. Like I don't know if that's the plan, and they're just sticking to it. I, I don't know if there's any underlying issues there uh, as to why he's not making an impact in the game, but. Uh, this would be the week I would hope. It's like okay, it's been what a month now. Like we got to start seeing something. You know what I mean? This yeah. isn't a, a a fifth round pick that you want to get integrated. Like this is your this is your guy, right? I think that there, at some point, and all of us maybe selfishly, you know, mm-hmm. we got the new toy. It's Christmas. Hey, we want to go play with it, right? We want to see what we got. Uh, but coaching sometimes they have a plan, and sometimes they just stick to it. I want to ask you something uh, non-lines related uh, to uh, another yes. concussion. You went through concussions. Do you think that he should be done for the year? I mean, if so, he's going to have to make a decision about his career. That's three this season already. Yeah. Uh, every concussion's different. Right. I mean, you know, in, in, in hearing McDaniels talk yesterday, he said, yeah, we had no idea. You know, after the game, he was fine. During the game, he was fine. He kind of came Where's in. Where's the spotter? Like it just pop- well, that's what, that's what I'm saying is that sometimes you can have these delayed – 
symptoms. And th- that's what it sounds like happened with Tua because everything that's coming out of Miami is like, we, you, he was fine. Like, he didn't bring anything up. We right. didn't see anything. Uh, he came in, what, I guess yesterday and through the post-game physical check with the doctors, maybe a couple symptoms popped up. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they're playing more on the safe side. It sounded like it wasn't as bad as some of the previous ones he's had. When you see the video, you can see yeah, where it happens. Yeah, but um, everyone's different. That's all, you know, yeah. everyone's yeah. different. That's all I can say. Just going through it, my personal experience, I know that uh, the quicker they pile up, you know, you have one, maybe you have two in a short span. With two is case, you have three over – what a 12 game span. I mean, that, that is concerning because, you know, just remembering what all the neurologists talked about. I mean, they, they think of your brain as a muscle, right? If you just keep pounding it, uh, you know, there's, it's not going to have the same recovery that it did in the past. It's always going to have that little bit of that damage. So I, I hope he's okay. I mean, like I said, I hope maybe this is just a cautionary thing with putting him in there because you never want to see that, especially with the young athletes. Um, but I would be lying to you if I said it. I wasn't concerned that this is the third documented yes. one that he's had in in a very short period of time. I think that's uh, that's a bit scary. Uh, well, what, here what from- you, I was going to ask, what do you make of how these are handled? Uh, you know, in, in terms of like, are they being taken seriously enough? I know we only have a short moment yeah. here, but no, just I think they are. I, I think earlier in my career, you know, the the protocol wasn't implemented until maybe twenty eleven or twenty twelve. Um, Ever since then, you feel as a player that sometimes it's frustrating because they make you go through so many steps. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, when you step back and you look at it, you kind of appreciate it because you realize the big picture. So I think that the NFL is is definitely better than what they have been in the past at, at taking them serious. And I think that players are starting to take them more serious because that was always an injury where it was like, oh, I stubbed my toe type. Like, oh, you okay? Oh, you, you know what I mean? Like That, was, that was kind of right. like the yeah. soft one. You right. know? But I yeah. think now – that the biggest part is is changing the stigma around it, yeah. that players actually take it serious. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.